How's it going, good people? This is Darnisha, aka the Sister Pastor. I know it has been a minute since I have done an episode, and it's simply because, you know, these past few months has been really busy. You know, starting January, a lot of things has transpired, a lot of things has happened, and, you know, primarily exciting things has happened to me. Recently, I was invited along with a couple of other my colleagues from my conference, uh, fellow pastors, we were able to go to the beautiful island of Rotan, Honduras, which is a bay island of Honduras. And it has been a really great experience. And for today, I will share with you guys about my experience and the insights that I am able to take away from this amazing trip. So stay tuned. You know, I'm gonna lie, there was a lot of mixed emotions with going to Honduras. One, simply because it was, okay, it's a new it's a new country that I haven't been to. And of course, since I'm still working on my Spanish vocabulario, it um, it's a struggle. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know enough Spanish. And, but you know, they, uh, I was told that I would most likely be preaching in an English-speaking church because they have a couple of them in the island of Rotan. And I was like, okay, you know. So I was at peace and I was excited because I heard about some great things about Honduras, you know, the, the food, the culture, you know, just the atmosphere. And I was ready to just go out. And plus, you know, with my current situation, with the stuff that I've been battling with, and I'll explain more about it in the following in the following days. Not now, but I know I've been dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety and y'all know about the struggle of, you know, the past life. So I needed something for myself. I needed that revival and I needed a new scenery. Plus it was, it has been freezing in Maryland. So, you know, the whole weather, it will definitely do a number to your emotions, to your you know, to your mind, because I think I believe that I suffer from SAD, which is seasonal affect disorder. I think that's what it is. But, but yeah, I was, I was ready. I was ready for a little bit of sunshine, like the legit sunshine where the weather and the sun complement each other. So yeah, so I got excited about that. And then, you know, the thought of me being able to preach, it was really exciting. Um, I was just like, wow, I haven't done this in a minute. So with that, you know, aside from being excited about me preaching, I got nervous because, you know, all of us pastors that were a part of this trip, we had to preach in our designated churches. And this will be my first time preaching like over two sermons within you know, a short period. When I was in Cuba, I only preached twice. And, but this time around was, I literally had, I, I had the alpha and the omega of both um, the series. So I started, it was a Friday evening, and then I finished the following Sabbath, um, the following Saturday. So it was, in other words, I did about 10 sermons while in Honduras and it was a lot of work. And I kid you not, like even you do as much preparation as you can before leaving America. But then the moment that you get to your island and the moment that you begin to know your peoples, you get to know the culture, you get to know the surroundings, 
everything changes and and you literally have to do a lot of adjustments like some serious adjustments and you have to be open to you know to the changes to the sudden changes because I was supposed to go to an English speaking church in the beginning but because of some circumstances that I will not disclose I was told to that I'll be at a different church so in that church that would mean that I would have to take a boat ride from where I was in the island of Roton and I'll have to connect to the other side of the island through the boat but then something happened with one of my um my colleagues and it happened last minute like literally like the day before we were supposed to leave foreign doors I was told I had to not only you know change from the the church that I had to take the boat ride but then I realized I will wound up in a church where you know it's not an English it's not an English church but a Spanish it's a Spanish speaking church and I will need a translator so with that was because all of my slides that I had that I was supposed to preach out of were English I literally had to change it up so it was a lot of work oh my goodness it was I got so nervous I was freaking out in my office because I was at my conference office for well not, not conference office I was in my church office and I'm just trying to get some stuff some last minute things before I leave because I had to make sure that you know my Sabbath school classes were in order I had to make sure that my youth group you know that was meeting that Friday you know everybody had what they needed so it was a trip and a half I was like Jesus okay this is crazy so and because I preached in Cuba and I had a translator and I had an amazing translator while I was there it was good at all however comma for those who have ever had a translator have ever like pastors who have ever preached with a translator will know good and well that one you would have to condense your sermon and t because it takes a while like literally if I were to preach a 30 minute sermon from myself that means my translator preaches 30 which is a grand total of an hour and which is why I couldn't make my sermons as long-winded as possible and so I had to adjust to that I had to condense I had to find the main points I had to make sure that whatever I said was precise and concise so I was like Lord I don't know how this is gonna work I was like oh my gosh this is so last minute and did I mention that my slideshows were in English so when I say that you know I was able to have that moment to freak out and I was so glad I was able to do that before because you know sometimes you know in ministry and even in life you know one thing that we don't really give ourselves permission to is to feel is to express our frustrations is to express our our insecurities our challenges and by being able to address them and confront them and to acknowledge them and for me I was like oh shoot you know I gotta go from this side from another but through it all from that experience for me to talk out loud and say okay I'm nervous because I'm speaking at a Spanish-speaking church I have a translator I gotta condense my my points and mind you those slides were like over like a hundred slides so I had to somehow find a way to condense it to at least 50 to 30 depending on the content but nevertheless you know God had to like remind me that the same way how he used me when I was in Cuba you know not only did I did those two sermons with a translator but 
while my colleagues were preaching in that same church, because we were assigned to each of the churches, you know, God provided me a translator so I could teach the children, you know, so I could do a little program for the children and it turned out to be really great. And from that, you know, I was able to just dig into my reserves of the things that God has done for me. And I think that's something that um, I'm able to take away from that is, you know, going on mission trips, you know, like preaching outside of your comfort zone will definitely challenge you to depend on God in a whole different way. And, you know, you can be as prepared as possible, but sometimes things happen and you have to be okay with whatever happens. You know, um, along with that, you know, I had an amazing, I had amazing translators and I say translators in plural because, you know, I had my standard translator, her name was Cornelia and she was amazing. And then I had another translator, um, when Cornelia got sick, you know, she was sick for two nights. So I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm freaking out. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is wild. I don't know how this is going to work, but Nevertheless, God was able to provide me another translator and he did a good job as well. And I was really proud of God for just revealing to me that, you know, whatever he has, whatever has been done, that, you know, his will will be done. And another, I guess a lot of other scary things was, you know, going from one church to another was I wasn't sure how the church I was going to um, preach at how they would accept a woman in ministry, how they would accept a woman pastor. You know, yes, um, because if you think about it in Honduras, um, especially in the Bay Islands, it's, you know, it's more traditional than America, than mainstream America. So everything I had to literally adjust to the culture. So a typical business casual in America, you can get away with a suit jacket and you can get away with, you know, maybe some pants. So that's like the typical quote unquote, you know, business cash. But then I realized I was like, well, actually I'm in a Hispanic culture and my minister director reached out to me before, you know, before our meeting with the other pastors, you know, they mentioned, Hey, you know, just a reminder, this is Hispanic culture. So in other words, you got to wear skirts and dresses. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And it was a good thing. Cause I was already wearing a dress anyway I mean a skirt anyways but not a dress it that that on that day was a dress no that was a skirt my bad yeah so I was really grateful simply because um you know I was able to know how I'm able to adapt to various environments and that's something I didn't really realize about myself um just from being in this trip but yes so I was nervous about how my members would be able to accept me so the moment um, I got into my church, my church is called the Punta Gorda, uh, which is a really beautiful um, area of Rotan, uh, predominantly black. And, you know, and it was really interesting because I didn't expect to be in an all black church, um, you know, especially in, um, in that island. But it was really amazing because I felt like I was able to connect you know, with this group and they, you know, like, hey sister, how's it going? It was just so, you know, I was showered with so much love um, by this congregation. And just the thought that even the, you know, even the first elder, or I don't know if she's the first elder, but I know she's an elder elder, um, which is like low key, like the, what they call the lay pastor um, of the congregation. And 
when I said she was a solid person, her name was Nubia, and it really showed how they view women in ministry. And she has done a great job. Her and the other elders of the church, they are amazing. So I was really accepted by them. And, you know, every time whenever I, I start preaching, you know, my sermon, I'll say, you know, buenas noches, mi familia, como estas? Or, feliz sabado, mi familia. Because I connect with them in that type of way. And also I have um, a couple of mutual friends and family um, that attended that church. And I was like, yo, this is a small world. And one thing um, in my faith community, like in Adventism, we know for a fact that it's a small world. Like you can go anywhere and you know the same person. And that was really, really powerful. Um, so I really valued that. But yeah, so, you know, aside from the slides, you know, the interpretation, um, you know, the culture, you know, I learned that I was able to adjust and adapt, um, you know, to the culture. And I realized that like one day, you know, I um, normally like whenever I dress, you know, you could see me with some shorts or not shorts, maybe like some capris and some long pants. And I would normally wear long pants, not not a skirt. But I realized, like, yo, I can slay in this skirt. Like, I didn't realize how great I could dress and how great I was able to adapt to the environment. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. You know, this is workable. So, um, yeah, it was that was like an amazing situation. Um, another thing that I've um, I'm going to take away is the importance of praying. Like, yes, you know, I'm into praying. You know, I'm a prayer warrior. I call myself the prayer warrior princess. You know, when people ask me to pray for them, I pray for them. Like, for sure. Like, if you say, hey, pray for my family, I'm going to pray for your family. I mean, even if we're not able to pray on the spot, but immediately after we separate, I will pray over you. I will pray over your family. And literally, um, one thing I came, I, I became really um, creative and I got a couple of my followers on social media to, you know, to follow suit, is whenever I post something like a Bible verse, well, mainly, mainly a Bible verse, like I'll post a Bible verse and say, you know, this will basically re reflect my, uh, my current situation. So the goal is simply, you know, if I post a Bible verse, um, like say if I did like um, Philippians 1.6, you know, um, that's my birth verse, so I'm going to use that for an example. So, you know, I'm certain that God, who the one who has began a great work in you, is faithful to complete it until his return. So, if I, so I'll post that. So my prayer, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, those who are able to see it, is able to pray those verses over me and my colleagues. Because, you know, I can't just say, just pray for me. You know especially if it's a, a team effort so it's just you know not only pray for me but pray for my team members um if i were to post a maybe an ephesians quote where it says you know i wrestle not against flesh and blood but against spiritual principalities you know that means okay something is happening there's warfare going, going on someone's sick you know someone got hurt or, you know, some crazy things has happened, that means it's like, okay, we need you guys to get in, you know, to, you know, fight in your armor to make war. So that was just really, um, you know, takeaway, which is being more intentional, being more, um, what's the word? It's on the tip of my tongue, but it's not coming out of it. 
um, being strategic um, over my prayer life, um, not just only while being in real time indoors, but also coming back here to the States, like how am I, you know, applying that to, um, to my current prayer life, to my spiritual life. And, um, and just being open to what the spirit has, um, and know that, you know, stuff like crazy little, even the little things that happen, like out of the ordinary, you know, we just got to take it to the Lord in prayer. And that's something that God is revealing to me in, um, in a really powerful way. Another thing that I've learned is just this idea of worship and, um, you know, like, of course, for somebody like me, I come out from a rapidly progressive church and, you know, from going from progressive to traditional, you know, sometimes, you know, a typical progressive person is like, oh my gosh, the church is blah, 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 blah. But, but just being able to see the beauty of each of the churches and realize that not every church is going to be like your current church, like your current faith community, but you have to be able to embrace, you know, the principle behind what is being done. So, you know, just being able to listen to the old familiar hymns, you know, and, you know, once again, you know, because of course at my church, my current church, we rarely do hymns. Um, it's just, you know, basically contemporary Christian music, which is okay. It's not bad. I'm not dogging, but I know that it's something about listening to hymns that reminds you of your faith journey, that reminds you of the time when you were younger, um, you know, those kind of songs that you've grown up listening to, and even, um, and one thing I've noticed, and, um, you know, with the Spanish hymns and the, and the English hymns, you know, they're different, but then they have their, their way of expressing, they have their way of talking about it, so that's really, really powerful, um, you know, that even though that we have different languages, but that, um, but that the message behind the songs that we sing, they all, they make sense, so there was a song, um, a hill song, song i forgot what they call it in spanish but it was such a beautiful um because oh so the hill songs the song from hill song because i'm like hill song song the song from hill song was power of your love and so there um it's interesting how they were able to you know how the translation of that song was completely different well not completely different but it, there was like a couple different changes to like the actual um Hillsong tune but it really I was like wow this is amazing and just being able to um just allow the Holy Spirit to move I love how my church um you know both churches um the current district that I'm in and you know the district that I was at in um in um Rotan is you know have some really solid volunteers um those that teach the, the kids those who serve as deacons and deaconesses those that serve as elders and um it's it's really great to be able to realize like hey you know there's something about serving god and they take delight in that so that was why you know my heart felt so full because it was something i needed um for sure and you know, with the stuff that I've battled with, you know, I was reminded that God has called me to this ministry and that there is evidence and I am capable and worthy of this call, whether people know it or not. And I think just from preaching and from, you know, finding my voice again, finding my preaching voice again, 
it literally like I needed this real time trip like more than ever and I've learned so much you know I've made mistakes you know when I was in Cuba and the way how I presented the gospel and for me I just said to myself I need to preach Christ and him crucified and I think that's something that I've learned and there was a quote um that my senior pastor actually shared with me you know just from talking about you know prepping for this um upcoming series is you know how sometimes in various like evangelistic series that we do in our mainstream Adventist churches or other churches I don't know if you know um, outside the Adventist bubble if y'all do evangelistic series like revivals um like try to get souls for Jesus and stuff but for us um you know many people they'll say you know give your heart to Jesus you know tomorrow's not a promise you know you might end up leaving home and you know might get hit by a truck or whatever you know that kind of stuff but um or we try to do like we add scare tactics and say oh you know the government is infecting the water they're killing you you know not to say no um I think I'm saying it right or whatever but you know we scared you know we do um there's a lot of scare tactics that we put into that causes people to say hey maybe I, I need to give my life to Jesus but one thing I've learned and I've quoted this before um on my social media thing is you know um our prophet um in the Adventist church that you know who exemplifies this idea of the gift of prophecy um as mentioned in you know spiritual gifts her name was Ellen White so she said in her book lift him up the shortness of time is frequently urged as an incentive for seeking righteousness and making Christ our friend this should not be the great motive with us for its savors of selfishness is it necessary that the terrors of the day of God should be held before us that we may be compelled to the right action through fear it ought not be so and then this is my favorite part Jesus is attractive I'm gonna say it again Jesus is attractive he is full of love mercy and compassion he has a right to command our love but he invites us to give him our heart his invitation to us is a call to a pure holy and happy life a life of peace and rest of liberty and love and to a rich inheritance in the future immortal life and that's from um, page 98 of lift him up by Ellen White and you know I had to read that over and over again because you know how many of us we've done it before you know we try to get a couple of numbers we try to get these baptism numbers and you know we try to get these big baptisms after preaching this big series like for X amount of days but then the saddest reality of these individuals who you know who jump ahead without knowing what they're getting themselves into you know they end up dropping out like within the following year and um you know my awesome pastor Andreas Hernandez from the Punta Gorda church he this is one of the churches that he oversees you know he's uh, we both talked and we both said you know we're not really you know we're okay if we don't get any baptisms you know from this series it's simply because we know that you know we don't believe in Russian we know that if there is a baptism if there are people that are ready to give their hearts to Jesus it's gonna happen in God's timing and that was another takeaway that I got even out from it was God's timing you know God's timing is so great it's so important because we tend to rush and 
I think um, just the idea of being still, like that's something that for somebody who deals with anxiety, you know, I have to remind myself to be still and know that he is God and know that he is in control and realize that this is not my work. Yes, I'm, I was just invited and I'm merely a steward of this, of this work, of this mission, but just to remind us that, you know, God is, um, you know, that God is definitely a powerful God, you know, that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to power which works within us so i'm really grateful for just being able to connect with god in a different way just being really fervent in my prayers and being connecting with people and loving on people and you know being able to find my voice because one night i literally cried because i realized that god i have found my voice i've um you know, I've asked him earlier, um, before all of this, that God, I need zeal. You know, I need the zeal to preach your word again. And I miss it. And the moment that God gave me that zeal by just preaching Christ and him crucified and based on the topics that we talked about, my goal was whatever topic I have will point others to Jesus. And Nevertheless, God definitely, he followed up on his promises and he is such a great God for that. And so I really am appreciative for this moment, um, for the Honduras trip. You know, I did a couple of sightseeing and stuff, but I really feel like that this, um, just being used by God and, you know, working with the church and, you know, realizing that this is not my campaign, that this is their campaign and to allow them to be a part of this miracle working business is something that's important. I think that's another takeaway is that sometimes we think that when we go to places, you know, to preach as pastors, you know, we think that we're the superhero. We're not superheroes. You know, this is not the revelation of Darnisha Thomas. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And, you know, and with that being said, you know, I have to also be able to trust that my members, that the members of my church are doing their job. And that's the thing. I definitely trust them. They did an excellent job. They did some really good pre-work before I came and the elder was able to tell me, you know, just the things that they were able to do, you know, like family, family seminars. And, you know, I think they did health seminars and definitely small groups. And I'm really grateful for that because that's something that, you know, here in America, we're still trying to master is this um, idea and the logistics behind small groups and how important it is for us to have small groups that are based on locations that we're able to connect with each other. And I know it's kind of like, I guess we could just say it's kind of like an under shepherd group. Um, that's like the old school version of saying it because, and I think that's something that my parents were able to value, um, value with. They were able to, um, what's the word they were able to embrace that because that's all i can remember growing up was under shepherd group but i'm really grateful that you know that god was able to allow me to be a part of this trip and there was times when i was like you know i got too much stuff going on with me i think i need to bail out the last minute but god was like no listen i have something for you you know whether you know it or not i need you to you know i want you to see me work and I told God, yeah, I'm going to watch you work. And that's what he did. So, um, I'm trying to think about if there's anything else I forgot about, but I know this is a long winded episode, but 
yeah I really I have definitely valued everything about this trip and I owe so much to God for allowing me to be a part and that he was able to entrust me to preach on his behalf to be his mouthpiece and especially since you know I honestly guys I do miss preaching and this is why this is a pastor speaks podcast is becoming a thing for me because yeah you know I do my you know I do my preaching in schools and I do my preaching in youth group and stuff but it's just something about being able to find your voice and to you know to go back to a time where you know you feel like you know that you're being led that you're you you have this freedom of preaching it's something that's really really um that i never that i should never take for granted and i'm forever grateful for this experience because i needed it i needed it for myself because you know i was sharing with a group that i felt really dead um with all the stuff that's happened to me uh with all the depression anxiety that i've been battling with and i was finding myself in a place of complacency you know, I was getting too comfortable in my comfort zone and I felt like God was trying to get me out of my comfort zone so I could be reminded of who he is. Um, you know, like who he really is and what he is able to do through me. So yes, it is definitely a joy of serving God and, you know, and connecting with his people and just being in a great church where you know I have I had a couple members that called me pastora and I really was so powerful because you know again in various cultures they don't look at women as pastors or for the most part they are women in similar positions as me they don't aspire to be pastors and you know who knows why God brought me up there and I know they didn't expect um a young black girl to be up front preaching to them but it was funny that a little bit after like the day before my last sermon was I had one of my elders his name was Arad Esau and he simply said you know we need to find you a boyfriend you're not going back to America <laughs> and I was just laughing because it was just so cute and it really low-key it really mean it meant so much because it showed that I definitely um made it impact that made a difference for um for these individuals and you know we definitely did a call for revival you know I and I had to make that call not only for them but for myself just to be filled by the Holy Spirit and to be fully used by him and to be directed and to be guided by him so yes I am fully revived and I'm excited for what God has in store for me and you know despite the challenges that I'm facing you know I know that you know I've seen God move mountains um you know before any of this has happened and even after and even now I'm seeing God moving mountains and I believe that he's going to do it again so um one thing I want um just to tell you guys you know my appeal to y'all is just simply if you feel that God should, um, you know, if you feel that God is nudging you in a direction, follow him. And yes, you know, 
the road will be bleak and it might be dim, but just know that as long as you have Jesus, you will have the light and you have nothing to lose. And also reminding yourself, um, sometimes you might feel like you're not worthy of this call to this ministry that God's placing you, but you got to remember that you are called and that there is evidence of your calling. And that's something that is is worth so much um, in this day and age. So yes, um, go forward. You know, just as long as you're able to say, "Send me, I'll go." God will use you in a mighty way, um, no matter where He places you. But know that we are all of us. All of us are called to continue this work of the gospel, and that gospel is that Jesus died for you. Um, despite your mess, despite your challenges, and because of what he has done on Calvary, that, you know, that we are able to have this everlasting life. And for that, we are able to share it. And that is the simple gospel truth. And I know um, one thing that I mentioned um, at my church is, and if anybody tells you, other, um, you know, something else besides what I'm mentioning to you about the gospel, just simply call them a mentiroso or if you're not familiar with Spanish it's liar so um but thank you guys I know this has been quite long but I know there was so much to unpack you know from this experience and I'm just grateful to be able to share my experience with you there's so much more I can talk about so um but maybe in a in a couple of other episodes maybe I'll talk more about it but Yes, guys, um, just remember that, you know, that you are called, that you are worthy, that you are capable, and that there is evidence. And for that, I invite you to choose Christ and choose life. All right, guys, this is Sister Pastor signing off.